Hello, welcome to this special program here on CFRC. My name is Silvia Bejar. We will be talking with Maggie Bernier and Andrew Munshimoda. Both are part of the Japanese Relations at Queens, this Japanese culture club here at Queens University. So I invite you to join me. Okay, so guys, introduce yourselves. Hi, um, my name is Maggie and I am the co-president of JRQ. This is my second year um, in the club and um, I kind of just uh, manage um, manage the front of the club. What did you study here in, in Kingston, in oh, Kingston University? Um, I study linguistics um, and also uh, I'm taking a lot of language and culture courses. So I took first year Japanese um, and did an exchange in Japan when I was 16. And so that's what kind of got me into Japanese culture. And then when I came to Queens, I was actually like looking for a Japanese club to join. So I originally just joined actually with Andrew as a Frosh representative. And then um, both this year, we continue with the club in separate roles. Okay. So now you, Andrew, introduce yourself. <laughs> Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm the events head for uh, JRQ. Um, like Maggie, it's my second year in the club, uh, and I started off as Frosh Rep. Um, and I, I basically just organize the events and lead the uh, lead the charge on on figuring them figuring them out and uh, organizing them. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you study here? I uh, I study computer science, uh, specifically in artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. Let's take that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, how many people are in the club? So for members, um, we have, uh, let me just double check, but I think we have 15, um, just under 15 members um, who actually work on our executive team. So... Yeah, I mean, so we're actually, yeah. we're a team of 11 people. So it's an awesome team that runs the club. And then for members like that are actually in the club, um, it's hard to keep track of that because we have people who come and go for different events. Um, we used to sell memberships last year. So um, there would be a larger, a better way to count like whose membership is in the club. Um, but this year we didn't do the memberships due to COVID. Uh, so we do have quite a large following base, though. Yeah, so that was one of my questions. How have you been coping with COVID-19? The events have changed, I assume they did. So tell me a bit about these COVID times and your club, the activities. Yeah, so uh, we uh, we sort of took a different approach to our events this year, um, as opposed to trying to get people to show up. We're trying to just stay relevant within the club space at Queen's. Um, so that way, next year when we're back on campus, people, our, our club members remember us and they still want to come to our in-person events. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to say our turnout for this year has been, it's been pretty fantastic and it's, it has exceeded my expectations entirely. Um, we've been doing a lot of collaboration events with other, other clubs, so that way we can uh, both boost each other's uh, following base. Mm -hmm. So we do things with the Anime Club or with the International uh, Center. And... Our, our events have really been successful in that, in that in that sense. Do you think that it had to do with uh, that maybe your generation, people right now in the in their twenties, are like very eager to participate in online things? Um, we definitely have that to thank a little bit. It's just helping keeping us connected. We're able to put on events that don't necessarily um, 
have complete um, engagement of direct Zoom call engagement, but more of daily Instagram posts with facts about Japan or Instagram live streams teaching people how to make onigiri, which is a Japanese food. So definitely like having the media on our side during our generation has definitely opened up new possibilities for reaching um, the community. Um, and it has actually expanded some of our uh, events to be more international as well. Uh, we have reached outside of our Queens community now um, from this year, just because normally the events being in person, it involves um, Queens students to come and participate. But with everything being online, we've had uh, people participating from Japan and from other parts of Canada or other people who just enjoy Japanese culture. And we've been able to connect with um, other um, people around the world who also celebrate Japanese culture, which has been awesome. Okay. So what, what are the aspects of the Japanese culture that you want to highlight the most? I guess for me, um, I'm, I'm Japanese. So for my entire life, I've been you know, growing up in this Japanese culture. So for me, I really want to show off the aspects of Japanese culture that might not be um, as, as common for people to know about, because, you know, you always see anime, you see uh, food, you, you, see, you see the language, right? Um, but for me, I, I really want to show off, like, the, the niches. So in my, in my weekly Instagram uh, uh, posts, I guess, I've been talking more about, like, very unique things to Japan. So, like, this week, I think I did the, the fancy toilets in Japan, uh, the specific types of, like, bathtubs that they have or the very like niche festivals that they hold for the autumn moon. Um, so th those are the kinds of things that I want to show off about Japanese culture, because I think those are the really cool things. And that's what makes Japan so unique. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Japan is such a beautiful country filled with like history and culture that they really hold on to and appreciate. Um, and it's awesome that we have the opportunity to share that with students and bring um, that experience here to Queens. I would say uh, personal from my personal experience that there is less of a Japanese um, student population at Queens than there are of other races. Um, but it is so awesome that we can provide a place that um, people can come and explore and feel comfortable and relate. Um, when we were in person, we were lucky enough to do things like culture events where we played Japanese games and made onigiri or food or had takoyaki nights where we shared um, in karaoke and singing and things like that. So Obviously, the in-person experience is a lot different um, than the online experience, but we have still been able to uh, reach the members of the Queen's community um, through Instagram and through Zoom calls. Uh, but just being able to share those unique historical details about Japan and providing a comfortable space for people to be on campus is really the main goal of the club. So here with you guys, with you two, we have like different perspectives on the Japanese culture because you, Andrew, are Japanese or your family are from Japan. Did you, you were born here in Canada or you were born there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, uh, my granddad was the one who moved to, to Canada from Japan. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm what, like second generation? Second, gen <laughs> second generation. Yeah. But have um, you been in then, Japan? I guess so, right? 
Yeah, I, I went to visit for a, a graduation trip when I when I came out of high school. <laughs> oh, um, nice. so that was that was a lot of fun, and it was really nice to see it all in person because you yeah. know, in, in Toronto, you're seeing it through the eyes of other people who have come from Japan. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you go yourself, it's a very different experience. What? Yeah. What? What did you feel? How was your experience? Because I guess it it's like, oh my god, this is like kind of my people, my heritage, right? How <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I, I went with a bunch of my high school friends, so we had a very different, it wasn't like a very touristy kind of thing. It was more of us going in, chilling and, you know, seeing the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot of fun to like see everything in person. because as a kid, I would see photos of uh, Mount Fuji or I'd see photos of uh, Shibuya Crossing. And just being there and taking it all in is, is almost surreal, I guess, when you finally get to Japan and you get to experience everything people have been talking about the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a surreal experience for me to, to be able to go to Japan and see everything. Wow. And what was your experience, Maggie? Because you went on a, um, you said that you went on a trip, right? When you yeah, went, I went on exchange when I was 16 for two months. So it was just a summer exchange. Mm. And um, my experience um, might have been a little different uh, than Andrew's. I came from a very Canadian family um, that hadn't traveled much. Um, Japan was the first time I'd ever traveled anywhere on my own. Um, definitely not the last time um, because I learned because of that trip that I love to travel. Um, and just I stayed only in Osaka, so I never got to experience Tokyo, but I did experience a lot of the countryside of Japan and then the city in Osaka and just seeing um, all the different architecture and the cars that are different. They drive on the other side of the road. So it's a lot of um, cultural differences, even the way they line up for the trains that take you everywhere. We don't have trains in uh, Kingston that take you anywhere you want in seconds. So it's definitely an experience to be able to see and meet so many amazing people. Wow. What would you say, both of you, what is the best part of Japan or the best thing of Japan? Mine was definitely the people that I met there. Um, Japanese people are so kind. Um, And I have made friends um, that I still keep in touch with, even though it's been four years. And um, I think that the it, the connections that I made while I was there was just life changing. Okay, and you, Andrew? I, I guess for me, uh, it, it was a bit different because I was going with my friends already, so I wasn't meeting a whole lot of new people. Um, but for for me, I think this is a really cliche answer, but the food was really something else. Um, I, I guess when you're preparing food, when people in Canada that are Japanese are preparing traditional Japanese meals for you, um, it's really amazing and it's great. Um, but there's just something special about it when you're eating, eating ramen in Japan, it's just like different, it's a different feeling, you know, and, and that, that really, so something that I, yeah, that I took away from the trip. Yeah, I can imagine because even if the ingredients are the same, it's not, I mean, like the whole experience, right? It's exactly, yeah. Not the same. Yeah, yeah, totally. I can relate to it. So let's talk about the stereotypes because people in Canada or in general, I mean, it's something natural, I guess. People tend to stereotype cultures that they don't know well. What stereotypes would you like to bring down about the Japanese culture? 
ding, ding, ding. Okay, I guess I guess I can. <laughs> I guess I'll talk. Um, uh, I think personally, I, I really dislike the stereotype of um, Japanese people needing to work. I guess this is not as Western, but needing to work to perfection. Um, I think on some degree, it's really it's really helpful because you know there's a high quality of of excellence when when uh, like Japan sends goods to you, right? Like I, I always talk about, um, my family always talks about how when we get something from Japan, it's a very high quality because there's that stereotype that something, that they're working hard and that they're working um, to their, their highest standard. Um, but I, I also think that it's a bit exhausting as a non, as somebody who doesn't live in Japan to have that stereotype on you when you're in Canada um, because it's not something that I grew up with, but it's something that people sort of expect from me just because I am Japanese. So I think that's a stereotype that I would like to, wow. to bring down. Yeah. So it's something useful in a certain way, but it's something that it's not that good in another yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a sort of interesting, interesting idea like that, but. Okay. And what have you discovered about the Japanese culture, Maggie, that you'd say, you know what, this is not like people tend to say out there. Um, I hear often that uh, Japanese people are afraid to speak to foreigners um, and that Japanese people in um, culture tend to be uh, not, in my opinion, um, not as nosy and they like to keep to themselves. But um, in the experience of sharing culture or getting to know someone and making friends, I think a lot of people are nervous traveling to Japan thinking that they're going to be by themselves. Um, but there are so many um, people there that want to talk English with you and want to communicate with you. And I'm sure Andrew um, had this experience when he was in Japan as well with him and his friends um, that Japanese people um, are open to talking to uh, foreigners and finding out where you're from. And, um, you know, and I think that it's kind of a stereotype that scares people away from traveling or maybe experiencing um, a different culture, but it's something that um, definitely shouldn't stop anyone from going out and experiencing it just because um, it's definitely not entirely true. And a lot of Japanese people do care and do want to talk to you in English. Um, they study English in school. It's not foreign. Um, so I definitely think that that's another stereotype that people uh, experience. Wow. I would never expect those answers. Honestly, that sounds amazing for me, really. Um, so what would you say that the Japanese culture had brought you in your whole experience of being in contact with this culture? I mean, for me, it's basically my identity, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm half Japanese, half Chinese, actually. Um, oh, wow. But I, I actually sort of more identify with my Japanese side just based on how I was brought up. Um, I guess as a child, I would always go to the Japanese cultural center and do uh, kendo, or I would go and we go to the Japanese film festival. Or we, as a family, we serve kakigari at the, uh, at the festivals for the, the Japanese center. So for me, I think it just sort of, the Japanese culture just sort of made me who I am in that sense. So I, I have a, like, a weird mix of Canadian, Japanese, and Chinese Uh, Chinese culture within me, but I think the Japanese side really has shaped me and has really, yeah, yeah. So I guess your favorite food is ja it's a Japanese one, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what about you, Maggie? Um, for me, it's a little bit similar in the sense of, I would say that it's helped shape my identity in a different way. Um, growing up, I always struggled with what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. Um, I don't participate in a lot of like media side. I don't know a lot of Japanese artists or a lot of anime and things like that, but I am obsessed and I love the language and the culture. And I actually want to be an uh, English teacher as a second language for students or as a uh, language learning students either in Japan or abroad somewhere. And that all started uh, when I went on exchange in Japan and met um, teachers who taught English there uh, fr from abroad. And it just really spiked like that interest in me. So it kind of like getting to know the Japanese culture and being in Japan allowed me to find myself and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be as a person. So in a different way, it attached to my identity as well, just like through my career instead of my ethnicity. Okay. So Maggie, I assume you know at least a bit of Japanese, right? You can talk a bit of Japanese. Uh, yeah. So I took first year Japanese, so I do know a little bit of language background. Okay. Okay. So maybe people that can join you um, can learn a bit of Japanese sometimes in some of your events or your Instagram account, maybe? Yeah. So you can follow us on our Instagram at JRQ, it's JRQ Queens U and um, you, or on Facebook at Japanese Relations at Queens and connect with us that way. In person, we uh, often have events uh, mixing native Japanese speakers and English learning students who are wanting to learn Japanese together and host events called Language Buddies, where you can come out and learn. We're, um, if things remain online on Zoom, we're still planning on continuing those events next year and trying to get that up and running. So whether you want to learn about Japanese language or culture, uh, feel free to connect with us that way. Okay, so through Instagram or if they don't have Instagram or they want to connect or just reach out to you in a different way, how can they do it? Um, so we also have Facebook um, and as well, we have Discord. So um, if you don't have Instagram or Facebook, we also have a Discord. Um, Andrew knows a lot more about the Discord than I do. So I'm not sure if he has the like name yeah. of that, but... Well, the, uh, yeah, so for us, we, we mostly contact our members through uh, social medias. So mainly Instagram and, and Facebook. So we announce our events in, in, that, in that way. Um, so that's where you're going to find our hiring announcements, where you're going to find our event announcements and how to really get interacting with the club. Um, and then once you come out to an event, we can provide you with the, the Discord link, which we use mostly to host, our, host some of our events because it's a really great central platform To, to gather people together. Um, but apart from those, those two, we, we don't really have a whole lot of, um, of ways of meeting with people in terms of like a normal traditional club sense because we're really a club that's focused on providing culture and we do that through hosting events throughout the year. Thank you so much, guys, for this interview, for telling us more about the Japanese culture and your club and the, all, all the activities that you're organizing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. 
and we know it's a really hard time um, recently with the um, Asian American um, racism and things like that that's going on. So we're also have been given resources from Queens for anyone who may need them. Um, you can people can reach out to us and we can help with those resources as well. Anyone who may need someone to talk to um, or a place to feel safe, we do have the resources to help with those things as well. So I thought I would just mention that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, anything else you want to add, add Andrew? Uh, no, no, Maggie basically summed it up. But yeah, we're we're definitely a welcoming community, and we're here for anybody who uh, who wants to chat or just get some resources. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today here in this conversation with Maggie Bernier and Andrew Munchimoda, both part of the Japanese Relations at Queens. My name is Silvia Bejar, and see you next time.